0: Everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network, our weekly podcast that discusses news from the past week that concern us. So, this is for the week of November 6th, 2016. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So, 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 what's up? What's so like, what? up? <laughs> what's up? What's
1: up? What's up? I mean, we're claiming sets. You know, it's <laughs> claiming sets, yeah. <laughs> 'Cause
0: that's how we start every show as we claim. <laughs> that's right. Yo, I wanna I wanna give a shout out to all of my uh to uh loco and loca and all the little locuses or then the puente uh locuses. <laughs>
1: oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to any of that. Right.
0: Oh man. No, sorry. That's what happens when you hang out at the Day of the Dead festival out here. you
1: uh, he were sending me pictures of all these fucking hot cars out there too.
0: Yeah, the um out here where I live uh you know the the first no, that's All Saints Day, the second. Is it the I think one of the either November 1st or 2nd is uh Day of the Dead, which is basically the remembrance of everybody who passed. And um out here for the last like 16 years they've had this little festival down the street from my place, um, basically from between on the way between Canoga and Tobanga. and uh, they close off the whole street, and then they just have, like, knickknacks and face painting and things for kids, and they have, like, a car show. So, right. like, all these car clubs show up, and literally took about a block and a half, and those cars that I was showing you, there was four lanes of cars Shit. going all the way down that way. So it was pretty fucking intense. Like you walked over there, and I, I t- sent you that wide shot <laughs> of like yeah. of it, and it was just like it was crazy. And then of course they had these little, of course a couple of tricked out fucking bikes, bicycles. They had somebody with a tricked out fucking tr- uh, tricycle. I was like, man, that's when just you because to- you can, right? Really. It's not. There's no purpose for it. It's just because you fucking can. That's, that's what right. It's about. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was really cool, and you know, uh, there was you know a lot of food, and then a lot of the a lot of the knickknack stuff. So it was it was pretty cool. I mean, went out, spent a couple of hours down there, and then just came back. So it was you know that was kind of cool. I actually, because there was a store I used to work at that was always open over there, so I never really got to like go to that thing because I worked there. So I was like, I ain't going to go before work or stay that much after, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I'm working. Um, but I'm uh, trying to make money out here. Right. Right. And uh, so this time I was just like, hey, you know what? You know, my brother was off and, then, you know, Heather was hanging out and I was just like, you know, what? why don't we just go do that? You know, it don't cost us anything to go. So right. we just cruised over there and just hung out there for a while. And it was a cool, fun day, you know, keeping it. And it was cool, too, because, you know, it's close to my house. We just walked there. You know, walked a couple right. blocks down there, so it was just like cool. Did that, hung out there, and then just came back home. So it was like didn't have to fight traffic and shit like that. And now the busway goes right there, so there was a lot of people waiting for the the orange line going up. And I was like, that's actually kind of smart because now they have a stop like right across the street, so people are like parking at the busways and then just taking that taking that in. I was like, that's actually kind of smart. But
1: yeah, I like those those. They have those over here too. That if you're in the right area. <laughs> it's it's uh it's actually really convenient most of the time.
0: Not where the old white people are because then they just call the cops on you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and understandably so. Right.
0: I mean, not saying that it that's unjustified, I'm just saying right. that's what happens.
1: <laughs> Racist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh so um saw Doctor Strange last night. Uh I liked it. I liked it a lot I
1: yeah, I heard it was really trippy
0: it is especially mostly yeah I mean there's a part in the beginning when uh, Stephen Strange is introduced to the ancient one and then there's this whole chasing that's supposed to happen through this um, through the streets of New York and it just gets that whole inception trippy kind of shit right. I'm actually kind of happy I didn't see it in like 3d IMAX because I think that would have fucking made me sick Cause I saw really, yeah. Cause I actually saw it just in, you know, standard and that whole scene, I was the, the way everything was going, I was like, and it kind of got me like going, Whoa, I'm kind of tripping out on this right now. I think it probably would have kind of, like let's all calm down, please. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, but, uh, like, uh, Gerson who does, um, uh, how you living? He's also been a supporter of the show. He, he texted me and he was like, dude, he saw it in, in, um, in uh, 3D IMAX, he thought it was awesome in that. Um, so I think those scenes would have really played out in there. But visually, it was, it was great. Like they they really did a lot on there. Benedict Cumberbatch, I thought, did amazing as a Stephen Strange, and the character of Wong, uh, so good. Like <laughs> it was because he plays the keeper um, of the library where all the ancient books are and stuff like that. Right. And Stephen Strange comes in there and he's like. He's like, "I need some. I need some books." Then he goes, "What books do you need?" And then he goes, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Wong." And he goes, "Wong? Just one name, like Adele?" And then he just stares at him, and then he's like, "And you know, trying to get a laugh, and he doesn't laugh." And then he goes, "Then it's just funny because it's that awkward joke where he's like, Bono, Madonna, Cher." <laughs> sure. <laughs> and he then, just keeps, he saying, random just keeps saying random names you know eminem <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it was that, like it was like that good little joke and then when he comes in later he goes hey beyonce and then uh, he just looks at him and he goes oh come on you've never heard of beyonce she's like a global star really and then he just stares at him and then he goes huh people used to think i was funny and he's like did they work for you Like, oh, damn, (laughs) and then later on, there's a joke where he's stealing books out of the thing. And um, Wong's listening to Beyonce on his iPod. (laughs) So, but it's, it's, it was, it's, it was, it had a lot of, a lot of good levity moments in there. Um, Again, it just suffers from what isn't, you know, some people like to say it's indicative of Marvel, especially when you read the, um, read the reviews, but it's indicative of all comic book movies is the villain. Right. The villain kind of flat. I thought in this particular one, the motives and the actual villain was a little unexplained. Like, I didn't Mm. really kind of see, like, they gave you the kind of gist of it, but there was no real explanation as to why this, you know, dude is that bad aside from well, if he gets control of Earth, everybody's going to be a slave. It's kind of like...
1: It's that typical, he's going to take over the world. Right, bullshit.
0: right. You know, and uh, it's the, the tradition of, like, the Chitauri, you know, from the Avengers. Um, but with all of the actual action and stuff like that, I thought it actually worked well because in the visual aspect, it really wasn't... It really was kind of an Iron Man story because, you know, Stephen Strange is very... You know, egotistical. He's a great, you know, neurosurgeon. And the, his whole reason for being is because of his selfishness to get his to, to use his hands again to be who he was, because that's how he right. find himself. Um, Stan Lee's cameo is, is, is pretty funny. Um, and I actually liked, yeah, she really was kind of not used all that much. But Rachel McAdams, I thought, was actually really good in what she had like, she, Oh, she's always good. Like me. she, like she, yeah. Oh yeah. Like she acted well, but like the moments where like she gets scared and stuff like that, like it's believable from her. It's like, you know, these little like subtle moments where she just like, like Stephen, like she tells Stephen, like, uh, she's like, he's like, look, um, like he tells, she's like, why are you dressed like that? What's with the, all of this? And he's like, well, oh, I just, I found this sort of thing. And she goes, you've, you you you're in a cult now," And he goes. "No, it's not a cult." He goes, "It's, um, it's thing of it's it's supernatural." And she goes, "It's a cult." He goes, "Actually, yeah, it does sound kind of like a cult," and uh, <laughs> and then she's like, you know, he's like, "I got to go back to this interdimensional pathway that got me here, and it's only in this broom closet." And she's like, "Yeah, okay, fine. You don't want to tell me." She pulls she pulls her into the uh, broom closet, and she sees the portal, and you know, of course, she does that whole like, "Oh my god" kind of look. Right, He climbs in, he says that he'll see her again, and then it closes, and then she just kind of stands there looking around, and it's actually really cool because it's it's a little more believable when you have a good actress that does that, so you're kind of like, okay, she's kind of in astonishment, even though you know it's not really there, like she's acting, and then there's this little moment where a broom falls over, and then she jumps, like legitimately got scared instead of, like, just the scream, you know, that you usually right. get from that. It was less, like, this whole body jump and the scream. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's what somebody would do <laughs> if they were, like, tripping out <laughs> and they heard this noise and they would jump and scream, you know. But um, I thought she did really well. Um, I liked the whole movie. Uh, Benjamin Pratt has a small role in it. I was kind of surprised. I was like... Who is okay. who
1: is Benjamin Pratt?
0: Benjamin Pratt, he used to be in, like, Law & Order... Um, he did a couple of movies with, uh, he was also in Miscongeniality, the first one, with, um, mm. uh, with what's her name? Uh, I Summer know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and he kind of fell off the radar a little bit, but then he, I was like, oh, that's Benjamin Bratt. Like, oh shit, I forgot, I didn't know he was in this. But um, all in all, I thought it was a good movie, of course. They mentioned the Infinity Stone. Uh, right. Two, uh, one mid credit sequence, and then an uh, end credit sequence. The mid-credit sequence is cool. Uh if you guys have read it online, if you haven't seen it, it's it's actually pretty cool and it it leads up to Thor. And then the end-credit sequence kind of seems like it ends up being leading to a sequel to Doctor Strange. So, you know, it's obviously going to probably go somewhere. So, mm. they're they're pretty interesting. Uh I, I overall I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um I will be writing a full review on it for um for the site but um yeah i mean i wasn't disappointed at all i think i think benedict cumberbatch as steven strange is about as good as robert downey jr as iron man you know? really yeah i i thought it was it was really strong and it, plus he's doing it in a full american accent plus it's benedict cumberbatch i mean the guy can fucking act
1: you know, <laughs> well, how was his American accent? Though? Actually,
0: really, really good. I've seen him do it before in like two other movies.
1: The only time I've seen him do an American accent is that skit he did with Jimmy uh, Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel. Yeah, but he was doing a New Yorker, right? Which is hard to pull off.
0: Yeah, which like, he, he kind of does a little bit, you know, in this. But um, there is a little. Uh, a... But he's
1: like a high brow New Yorker, though.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, because he's a full on neurosurgeon, uh, very much about himself. You know. And um, she uh, like there's a little bit of a uh, there is a Civil War uh, Easter egg in it. he's driving and um, he's listen- he- he's driving and this is leading up to the accident. He's like, hey, Tommy, what what things you got for me? because he only takes certain types of, of things that challenge him. And then he goes, well, we have this who has this. He's like, come on, get real. And then he's like, OK, he goes, well, we have this African-American male who suffering from a spinal injury that seems to have been using some kind of advanced tech. And I was like, "Oh shit, Rody, oh. <laughs> and he passed on that. I was like, I was like, "Ah,
1: oh. I don't have time for that shit." Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll so fuck uh, you then, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So um, I thought he was he was really good, and especially the way he looks, and when he did, you know, when he got the hair with the gray, and then the goatee a little bit, you know. I'm like, I was like, yeah, that whole, the, the whole reaction with the cape. Remember we see that scene where he kind of twirls and the cape just lands on him. Yeah. The, that, that whole bit is just, is, is great. Um, a lot of comedic stuff in there, but I forgot actually that the cape kind of defends him. It works with him. Yeah. So I kind of forgot about that. Like, Oh shit, that's right. And so, but yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff in there that I I thought was uh, really good. And I thought he did really well um as this and uh so yeah so I, I think it was a it was a really solid story. And I mean it's not a perfect comic book movie like any of them, but I thought it was I thought it really and I love this character. Like this is one of those characters so I was really happy to see it done well and done right. right. And especially when you have somebody like Benedict Cumberbatch who, you know, plays the role but not is playing it to be an you know that Big or whatever, over the top. An actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he he kind. That's of... the
1: cool thing about him is he is that level. Like yeah. he can he can play something grand, but right. he knows when to keep it simple. Yeah. You know.
0: And I and I thought he did really well with that. So. So yeah. So that's, that's my... my
1: wife's uh, celebrity crush.
0: Oh yeah. Oh she yeah. Loves. That's right. I remember that you said something about that being her, her wallpaper or something.
1: Yeah, she's. She can't get enough of him.
0: Yeah, Heather was like, like uh, she's like, she goes, "Oh, I love him with facial hair." And then when she heard the American accent, she's like, "Oh my God!" and the American accent.
1: <laughs> See, the American accent, I feel cheapens it. <laughs> you know, just saying.
0: Yeah, it's because you know we hear it all the time. But, right, I but it's like, it's like it's like it's like that thing like you can get like a a chick that's like a seven. And you're like, hey, oh. yeah, she's cute. Then she says something in a British accent. So then she's like a nine. And right. You, he, you know, it's like that 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 accent raises it that much of a level where you're kind of like Like oh. wait,
1: when Kate Beckinsale speaks. Oh yeah. And you just forget who you What are. part of the planet you're on? <laughs> you
0: forget who you are like at right. that moment.
1: <laughs> forget w- what the meaning is really. You're just like, what?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Suddenly you're going, Momo. <laughs> Suddenly you think you're French. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah. Alright, so uh, I guess on that note we can uh jump into our one awesome thing. So my one awesome thing this week. Well, until now we only gotten a teaser trailer of the upcoming DC film Wonder Woman. Well this week we got a full-length story trailer for the film and it looks amazing. Very momo. Uh you can see that there's MOMO. <laughs> you can see there's a lot of color when the shots are done on Themiscara. Yeah. But we quickly get into that washed-out world when Diana comes to Europe to take on the world of fighting men. I'm super excited for this movie so far. The imagery and the story seems to be on point. I just can't wait till next year till till we can till we can get this.
1: I don't. Ugh, fuck! Hold up. My computer was acting real stupid real fast. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> okay. Was no, it was
0: acting brand new? Chose.
1: It was. <laughs> now this uh, this Wonder Woman trailer was dope. Um, I actually showed it to, uh, I guess middle daughter. I I don't know. Um, <laughs> don't know. Ava. I'm not sure which and, daughter's
0: which, but <laughs>
1: right. Um, she well my nine year old and she was she's really hyped up about Wonder. She has like a Wonder Woman backpack, Wonder Woman everything. Nice. And um, I showed her the trailer and she's like, yeah, she's kicking everybody's butt and just <laughs> super excited. Um, I was excited for various other reasons and similar reasons. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the trailer just now they're talking like, "Oh, this is gonna redeem the DC." I'm like, "Just stop it! Don't do that." Yeah, just like let's up. just enjoy the movie. Just, right. <laughs> <laughs> like that? I don't need to put all that weight on it because if you hype it up too much, and you can actually tell they've who knows because it doesn't come out till June.
0: Right. But
1: they they have been kind of. Hey, here's the trailer, and then they don't say anything. right. You know what I mean, I, I think they're hopefully learning from their lesson,
0: yeah, and and probably right. And then the cool thing is is like you know you see um, like you just see like just the brightness and everything of of the mascara and like that shot of her diving off the rock face, yeah, to go to go uh, save this see. beautiful
1: world that yeah. she holds that a little bit.
0: Yeah, and you're just kinda like you're like, Oh wow, and then of course, you know, men invade and then she go- <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you know, she goes into into the world and that whole little scene when the people are trying to um trying to shoot Steve and then she just um dodges in front of him with her bracelets and shit, starts yeah deflecting bullets, you're just like you like You almost expect it here.
1: Uh, but
0: that whole like badass scene where like you know it's kind of covered and then she climbs up off the ladder out of that trench and you're just like oh there she goes gonna kick some ass
1: when she flips off what was it like a train or something yeah i was like what is happening
0: (laughs) i don't know how to feel right now (laughs) oh man
1: out. So my one awesome thing is so fucking awesome. Um, it's very short article, so I'm just gonna read it. Hmm. Uh, in celebration of Diablo's twentieth anniversary. Talk the original years. I know 20 fucking years, Fuck. dude. Um, the original Diablo is coming to Diablo three. Blizzard's chief development officer Frank Pierce announced at BlizzCon 2016. The original Diablo is playable in the darkening of Tristram. Tristram, ugh, fuck you, <laughs> Diablo Anniversary Patch. The area features the four main bosses from the first game, the original music, the graph and graphics filters to make Diablo 3 look like the original. The dungeon is 16 levels deep, and player player character movement is limited to eight direction, uh, directions like it was in the original. Bruh. <laughs> I just want that song to that
0: bring bling, bling, bling. bling.
1: Dude, the original Diablo changed my fucking life. Like, it, it just that whole. It wasn't just the story. The story was dope and it was dark and stuff like that. But it just the, the game mechanics of it. it they took like the because I had I had played um, all I used to play all those old Dungeons and Dragons games, which are the same kind of isometric, uh, view, right. but they're hyper complex. You know, so. Blizzard goes, Well, let's take that and just make it more of a hack and slash. And it was gorgeous. Literally <laughs> poetry. Like it was just so fucking great. So that's my one awesome thing.
0: That sounds really cool.
1: Yeah. I re I reinstalled Diablo 3 just because I heard about that. I was like, Oh, time to get it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Time to do that. <laughs> I guess I got something to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, I think with that, it's time we uh, jump into some headlines. As we get closer to the holiday season, rumors about the demise of Nintendo's Wii U have resurfaced. Um, Earlier this year, rumors began swirling that Nintendo would discontinue production of the struggling console, but since the then-Nintendo NX wasn't expected to launch until 2017... We knew that Nintendo would not be that stupid. Give it six months, and here we are again. Eurogamer is reporting that several sources say that Nintendo has ended production of the console this past Friday. That would give it four months until the new Nintendo Switch is tentatively going to hit the market. Yet later on, Nintendo reps told Polygon that they had, quote, nothing to announce at this time, end quote and the Japanese site IT Media refuted the r- report from Eurogamer. Quote, Even though the Nintendo Switch is slated to go on sale, Wii U production is scheduled to continue, a Nintendo rep told the website according to a translation by Kotaku. It would seem to be another case of, we don't like the system so we want it to end. Although at no other time has Nintendo, much less any hardware developer, ever canceled production of a console before the replacement has made it to market. That is not sound business sense, so it's time for websites to stop listening to what the bagel guy in the office heard and get real facts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be
0: foolish. I mean, at what point? I mean, you're not going to stop. I mean, yeah, granted, if you do production models right now, I mean, most likely, you've probably shipped off your holiday inventory, but still, it's like, come on. You're not going to end it before the holiday season. No. No, and it, just be, it would
1: just be stupid,
0: and not to mention that its schedule just says March 2017. We don't even have a firm release date, so I right. I mean, that's money you're going to lose. So it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: It doesn't make any sense because it's stupid. <laughs> and it's that's just
0: the, that's the official lazy geek stamp. It's stupid.
1: It's just fucking stupid. I like, I don't know. People jump the gun too much. Yeah. It's because they don't have, they don't have anything else to talk about. Right.
0: I mean, really when you think about it, it is a slow news week. So,
1: right. All right. So let's see what the fuck I'm reading first. Um, this, this one actually is very interesting. We read the article and we're going to talk about it because I think it's a really good idea and a lot of people do not think it's a good idea (laughs) and those people can suck my dick. (laughs) Um, Steam is removing concept and pre-rendered screenshots from game store pages. As part of the upcoming Discovery Update 2.0, Valve aims... Can you believe it's only going to be 2.0 for Steam? Really? Yeah. Wow. uh, There are software that is a quarter of the age of Steam, and it's at, like, 27. (laughs) Um, Valve aims to ensure all promotional images represent in-game experiences. Quote... Regardless of the content in your game, please make sure that images uploaded to the screenshot section of your store page are actually screenshots of your game. Valve states in the update notes it sent to Eurogamer. More quotes. We haven't been super crisp on guidelines for screenshots in the past, so we'd like to take this opportunity to clarify some rules in this space. When the screenshot section of a store page is used for images other than screenshots that depict depict the game, it can make it harder for customers to understand what the product is that they are looking at. Additionally, we're going to start showing game screenshots in more places as described above, and these images need to be able to represent the game. We ask that any image you upload to the screenshot section of your store page should be screenshots that show your game. This means avoiding using concept art, pre-rendered cinematic stills, Or images that contain awards, marketing, copy, or written product descriptions. Please show customers what your game is actually like to play. Uh, Valve is also keen to practice what it preaches. Dota 2 is an example of where we were doing it wrong ourselves. We're now in the process of updating Dota 2 to use screenshots of the game rather than artwork. So this, I think, is a great idea. First of all, let's give a shout out to Valve for, for not only setting up the rule, but Acknowledging, are we slow clapping?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For acknowledging that they were too doing doing a fucked up thing, so that they're going to change that. Um, This this is something that people who've been gaming for a long time are used to, and it really doesn't bother us because we know the difference. Right. Like I can see this is you know this is bullshit. This isn't what the game looks like. People maybe new to the scene or people. Like parents buying things for kids they don't they don't know the difference you know mm-hmm. they'll show this like, glammed up art shot and they'll be like, "Oh, that's what the game looks like, no honey, that ain't what the game looks like you know so it's um
0: well, the same thing can be go for trailers you know when you yes. see a trailer of a game, you're like, oh it's my God, that looks amazing and it's like, and then you see the other ones and then you see actual game you know gameplay and you're like exactly yeah, so the last forty five seconds of this 47-minute trailer was just cinematic bullshit.
1: This is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It never
0: (laughs) looks like that. Stop teasing me.
1: Momo, y'all motherfuckers (laughs) think you slick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. I mean...
1: Yeah, I think it's a great idea.
0: Especially even if you're not familiar with the game, and then you go into screenshots, and you're like, oh, wow, that looks good. And then you're like, yeah, but is that... Cinematic, or is that like actual gameplay? And when you're actually showing gameplay, and I, I think the only ones that really would be upset about that would be developers. Yeah,
1: because because a lot of
0: exactly they can't be slick. They can't show off what the cinematic looks like. And if and if you're a gamer and you're bitching about this, shut the fuck up. It's like, come on. I mean, wouldn't you rather? I haven't really seen
1: any gamers complaining. Um, I have seen people in the indie, the indie crowd doing that shit oh, because yeah. they're trying to be slick. <laughs> yeah, because you know?
0: they're trying to show you what the concept art looks. And I mean, well, fuck. What was that? Uh, what's the fucking game that was? Pro- oh shit! I, can't, I totally spaced out. The the game that was re- No Man's uh,
1: No Man's Sky. No
0: Man's Sky. Remember that shit? That was yeah. you know that con- that concept blew up like everybody was all about it. Then it comes out, and now they got to issue refunds and shit. It's, exactly, it's like that's the kind of shit you're we're, they're, they want to prevent because I guarantee you, fucking Steam doesn't want to issue refunds, you know. Because no, they do not. <laughs> you know, and it's it's one of those where it's like I'd rather know right offhand this is what the gameplay looks like. And if you're an indie, if you're an indie person, it's that's just bad. That's just that's shady shit. If right. you're bitching about that, because it's like look, because yeah, you know, people are gonna buy the concept or the 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 cinematic artwork and not the actual gameplay because it was like oh that looks cool and then you get the game and it's fucking no better than Mario 64. It's like Exactly. you know, which don't get me wrong. pretty good.
1: <laughs> Mario 64 the shit. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the shit, but you're not at that level yet. So, right. you know. Calm it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's tone this down a little bit. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's 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 great and it's great on the consumer. If you're yeah, if you're a developer Suck it up, man. You got. That means you got to bring your A game. Yeah, that's really what it absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Momo.
0: Momo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers' upcoming film, The Flash, seems to be losing more directors than red shirts in any given Star Trek episode. <laughs> Rick Famuyiwa, or uh, Fa Muwa, I guess, Famununu. <laughs> is the latest casualty in the news, according to the Hollywood Reporter it's been reported that he left due to quote creative differences with the studio which is slated to go into production in March of 2017 quote when i was approached by uh, warner brothers and dc about the possibility of directing the flash i was excited about the opportunity to enter this amazing world of characters that i loved growing up and still do to this day he said in a sta- in a he said monday in a statement to the hollywood reporter quote I was also excited to work with Ezra Miller, who is a phenomenal young actor. I pitched a version of the film in line with my voice, humor, and heart. While it's disappointing that we couldn't come together creatively on the project, I remain grateful for the opportunity. I will continue to look for opportunities to tell stories and speak to a fresh generational, topical, and multicultural point of view. I wish Warner Brothers, DC, John Berg, Jeff Johns, and Ezra Miller to die in hell. I'm sorry, that was just me. Uh, All the (laughs) best as they continue their journey into the Speed Force. He is the second director in a year to fall off the project. Back in April, Seth Graham Smith departed the project, also citing creative differences, and he was slated to direct off a script that he wrote. So, yeah, The Flash seems to be doing well. (laughs) And what the hell's going on? I have no idea, and creative differences it's like, um, okay, like what kind of that's the bo- that's
1: like that's like when someone gets a divorce and they just say they they had a... what
0: is it what's the terminology? salalerable like differences yeah,
1: like you you motherfuckers just didn't get along is what you're trying right. to say
0: basically come on and and here's the thing, and I was thinking about this earlier today is that Warner Brothers has been known to be a filmmaker's studio, right you know you got movies like Argo Inception. Um, there was another Warner Brothers movie that I totally spaced out on. Many of, uh, Clint Eastwood's movies are done through Warner Brothers, and it's simply because those are catered by filmmakers. Here, you have Warner Brothers that's trying to do an established universe, so this is most likely a little more studio-oriented. And I'm just wondering if the studio is like, this is what we want, so you know, or
1: to so go fuck yourself, <laughs> <laughs> kind
0: of, or it's more of a, um, you know, we're kind of going a little too crazy with where we want to take this character, where we want to take this. Cause the chick that played, um, I'm sorry, the woman that was cast to play, um, Iris broad that played. Yeah. Yeah, I know this broad, this broad that was going to play ours. Um, who talks like, that? I don't like, know. Seriously. It's like fucking thirties, you know, gangster, whatever. Um, she was she was came on board simply because of the director. Now she's disappointed that she's not gonna, you know, be working with him. And he was part of the reason she joined. But, you know, she's like, well, you know, I'm gonna do my job and you know hope the next director is is cool. But That's all you can do. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of like, hmm, I don't know. We'll have to see what's going on. But I don't know. We'll see who comes up next.
1: Probably no one. They're just gonna cancel the project.
0: DC Universe is closed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. These fucking moving and shaking with these directors, man. They just keep sliding in and out. Yeah. Oh, pr- pr- like and probably
0: Zack Snyder is going to end up. I'll take over The Flash. Don't worry. Right, fuck I got you. this. <laughs> no.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> Jeff John steps in. I'll direct it. Best movie ever.
0: <laughs> Give it six Oscars for what best <laughs> film It's just six oscars for best they film they just
1: stopped doing the oscars <laughs> cuz there's no point now.
0: <laughs> and six oscars for best film go to the flash and then they
1: just drop the mic <laughs> and just walk out
0: thank you for showing up go home now
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this i thought was just kind of something interesting um rl stein uh the you know author of goosebumps uh, is currently at work on a Marvel comic book series, um, says, I'm writing a series of comic books for Marvel, my first comics ever, the Goosebumps author said in an AMA on Reddit. Unfortunately, Stein couldn't elaborate any further, adding, I'm not allowed to talk about them yet. but well, That's a surprise when you're working with Marvel. <laughs> IGN had the opportunity to speak with the author last year about his popular blah, 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 and IGN is just trying to add things. The article. <laughs> so um I'm excited about this one because this news
0: will only take twenty words, but I have to right. stretch it out to five hundred. <laughs>
1: um I kinda like this because I read so many fucking goosebumps books when I was growing up. Right. It's ridiculous. I had I had I think two bookshelves full of goosebumps books.
0: So this so what's interesting is gonna be is it gonna be an original, like original, like completely original story concept or is it going to take on something already within the Marvel universe, but he's going to make it his own.
1: That's- I think, I think it'll be interesting too, to see like original would always be great. Um, but I would also, I wouldn't mind seeing some comic book versions of like the, the first run goosebump books.
0: I, oh yeah, that could dope. be that
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. Could Cause be- I don't really see R.L. Stein writing, for like any a Captain existing. America
0: book, you know. Yeah,
1: that'd be weird because he he he's what is what do they call him? The master of the twist You're or right. whatever. So I mean, maybe he could th- like a Swamp Thing book or something. <laughs> <laughs> like all types of silly shit. Um, Howard wait, the Duck. Is Swamp Thing? <laughs> Howard the Duck. He should write Howard the Duck. That would just make sense. Yeah. <laughs> of everything else
0: that would make sense (laughs) that would make
1: absolutely no sense but I'm just saying
0: (laughs) yeah that would be kind of that would be weird so I I imagine if anything he's probably or maybe better yet he's not adapting one of his Goosebumps books maybe he's going to make a Goosebumps book strictly made for comics because you know just the way the story structure would go would probably work better if you developed a Goosebumps story but Great. as a comic,
1: it makes sense. Yeah,
0: but we'll find out if we're right or wrong. Most
1: likely, we're probably right. Um, we're always right. Yeah, because that's so. how that's
0: how we do it on the Lazy
1: Geeks. Yeah, we just stay right.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> if we just say we're right and never admit we're never wrong, you can't prove we were
1: wrong. Pretty much. Mm. I mean, it's it's science, really.
0: <laughs> it really is. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, so I guess on that note we can go over to the pull list. So this this week we're trying something a little different. And I would really kind of appreciate it, because I know you guys won't. Uh, tell us what you think about this particular way we're trying it. Um, I, don't, I, I thought it was a good experience. I'm pretty sure Adam kind, I guess from what you you kind of said i guess you you thought it was kind of a cool idea yeah uh, um, so i'll tell you if it sucks <laughs> okay <laughs> so so, uh, so this week we tried to do something a little different uh, instead of the normal read all the comic books and then you know pick our top 3 i thought it would probably be a little more interesting also for as for us as well as for you guys because generally what ends up in our top books are kind of the same Uh, usually. So what I thought we would do is with Image, uh, DC, and Marvel we would just randomly pick three books that would be our pull list. We would read them and then give you guys a review good, bad, or indifferent. And from my point of view, I thought it was kind of interesting because I actually pulled, especially one on my pull list was something I've never read before. And I just kind of looked at it right. and I go, I, I've heard about it, so I thought, eh, I'll try that one and see and see how that is. And uh, and it was a good experience for me. And and Adam kind of pretty much led to the same thing. And so uh, so I guess uh, this week is going to be, and I, I think we might try it next week too, and give you guys kind of a two episodes, and then you guys can let us know, especially when we go into like the Thanksgiving and the Christmas breaks um, that we'll have, and then we can kind of decide if that's something we're going to do on a continuous basis or if we just decide you know what fuck them we like it fuck it <laughs> you know? i mean it's pretty much what we always do anyway <laughs> which is kind of yeah which is true in a lot of respect. do whatever the fuck i want
1: <laughs> you will tell me how to live <laughs> tell me how to live my motherfucking life Momo. and uh Momo. so uh
0: so yeah so uh, i guess adam why don't you uh start off your pool list all right
1: so let me scroll to it. <laughs> so the, this is in no particular order, especially since I'm there is no DC books in this list. Like that's so a huge fir- thing for Adam. <laughs> right. So the first one is um the first one is probably going to be the hardest one for me to talk about because it's the only one in on my list that isn't at issue one. Um, I tried to grab the ones that were issue ones randomly just because they'll be easier to discuss but this one i had to pick cuz it's called bitch planet. So, <laughs> bitch planet uh issue 9. Uh writers Kelly Sue Deco- DeConic, uh arts from Valen- Valentine or Valentine, D Landro and Taka Taki Soma. And what, um, uh,
0: what publisher was this?
1: This is image, sorry. So <laughs> I got to give this book <laughs> a little bit of a break because it is issue 9 and i've never heard of it. So who knows what happened from one through eight. The, the Could basic be an sum- off issue, right? <laughs> right. The basic summary is um, women who are unreasonable, I think is the word they use, mm-hmm. they get sent to prison. So, yeah. That's if a, they just don't... That's
0: a good idea to start with. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting Texas. to say the least. So, the problem the problem with that is is that it comes off very Mm heavy-handed um and we we uh, there's very few men in the book um but the men that we do have a brief meeting with are are not good people um it's showing that women are being forced to do things they don't want to do not not like rape shit or anything. Just social things. Like they're just being forced to be ways they shouldn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have we get to the prison and there's a prison riot of sorts. And um, I guess this is where I get confused. Women seem to be subservient in this culture. However, there's one woman that's in the prison that they keep calling Madam President. So I guess they're not that subservient. Um, And it becomes a race thing now. So it's it's not – there's there's two women in the cell with the Madam President woman. The Mad, Madam President president woman happens to be uh, black, and then one of the other girls is black, and one of the other girls is white. The white girl says something, and she said um, – oh, what did she say? Oh, she said um, – oh, no, I think she goes – oh, the, the white girl goes, I thought you were – I thought you were dead. Which, as you read on, seems to be the general consensus of everyone. Like she's been locked away in a cell. No one knew she was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The response from Madam President was, and I always thought the devil would be a white woman. <laughs> so where the white woman goes, that's racist. But they purposely cover, because the other girl starts talking, they purposely Halfway cover that that's racist speech bubble. I'm like, so this is just the ultimate PC book from what I'm seeing. Like if I would just jump into it, it's the PC police issue, I guess. Um, I was not impressed. I'm sure someone will call me sexist, but sorry, didn't grab my attention. Um, The next one was a a book from Image as well uh, titled Mayday. Mayday. Um this is issue 1 writer is Alex DeCampy art is from someone named Blonde uh and Tony Parker which I think is an interesting duo. Um <laughs> so this one's set in the Cold War uh in the United States. Soviet operatives uh have snuck into the United States to kill it a defector and collect secrets he stole. Uh kind of a very typical story for that era. Um, but it's done pretty interestingly. Um, there's nudity. I mean, this is image, baby. You know what I mean? Like, they get real.
0: Continue. Uh,
1: <laughs> hippie shit. I mean, there's there's all types of stuff going on. Um, the story is a little disjointed where I I got confused multiple times, where I, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't quite know. It's like the movie equivalent to a harsh cut.
0: It oh, happens right. a
1: lot. And Adam um, hates
0: harsh cuts. <laughs> I fucking
1: can't stand it. It's so sloppy. Um, now, there is a bit in the back and the end of it. Yeah, there always is a bit in the back. So the guy, <laughs> the the Russian um, or Soviet, wh- what did you call someone from the Soviet Union? Did you call them Russian?
0: Yeah, or Soviet. Back then?
1: Soviet, yeah. yeah. The Soviet.
0: Or a communist. Um,
1: you commie bastard. Comrade. They, they were saying comrade a lot because you can't talk about Soviet Union people without saying comrade about eight, ta- eight fucking times.
0: Well, you got to make sure that they're actually, you know, that they know this takes place in Russia. So you got to say comrade.
1: Right. Oh, there was an interesting thing, too. So you would have people speaking Russian. They do the comic book thing where they put it in brackets. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. The translation. But then also when you were with the two, the two operatives are young. They're probably mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Um. If if they were speaking to someone and that person used an American idiom or just a word they didn't know, right. just that word would be garbled in the speech. So you didn't know. You didn't know what they said. Oh, right. I thought that was a really cool effect. I hmm. liked it. Because there was this hippie dude that was like inviting them to a party out in the fucking desert because, you know, it's the 70s. And, and that's um, where people get killed. <laughs> right. And – he keeps inviting it, but the 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 title of what he's inviting them to is Garble. So you don't know until they show it. It's probably kickback or whatever the word for that is, right. chill out, fucking, you know, whatever. Um and they go to this thing and uh they the the guy uh, I'm skipping. See this is how disjointed it was. <laughs> <laughs> so Real quick, the um the Soviet defector they catch up with him, and the younger Soviet operative kills him uh, by the pool, and uh, either steals the secrets because they're in like a briefcase, or he he destroys them. I don't know what happened, um, but he did steal a bottle of uh, vodka, of course. Of course. Um, now we find out from the Americans, like the FBI or CIA or whatever, that come in and find the guy dead, that. One of them had snuck LSD into the vodka bottle. Yeah. Um, because it was the CIA that dropped him off because he's his defector. Yeah, Um, it's the
0: CIA who always drugs people. So
1: it doesn't explain why he would do that at all. All I know is that character was shorter than everybody, and he always was smiling, like real toothy smiles. Well, because he was up on LSD the entire time. I guess that's (laughs) all. So. (laughs) The coolest part of the book and the only reason – this is really the only reason why I'll get it again is the art style. The art style was so gorgeous. It was just – it was done in almost – it was sloppy but in an artsy way. Like it was really nice. And then at the end, the kid is drinking the vodka out in the desert and he goes full-on LSD trip and the artist just morphed. The scenery—it was just so cool how it looked. Mm. And this one hippie chick was trying to fuck him, and but to him it looked because he doesn't know he's on LSD. He just thinks he's losing his fucking mind. Right. To him, everything looks really bad. And he said, "Get away from me." And it says, "What are you?" uh," And more, it had scrambled words. I think I think she said "fag," Mm. Um, but. he he says, "I'm sorry, you have too many diseases, or something." I think you have diseases. <laughs> um, and then he like passed out. Um, Did he and say then someone,
0: "momo"? Momo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and then he uh, no, because he's Russian. He went "bushka, bushka." Um, <laughs> the uh, someone showed up with a gun and and has them at gunpoint now. The the Russian people and the. Uh, you find out that the two um, hippie dudes were actually just going to, like, knock them out and steal their shit. Like, that was the main purpose. And then he gets pulled over by the cops and says, you need a warrant to search me. But he forgot he had a joint in his ear. And the cop's like, I don't need a warrant now. You know, <laughs> and that was kind of funny but didn't make any fucking sense. Right. Um, It was a really weird book. Um, image, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Um. <laughs> Now, this is the next one is a Marvel book, Occupy Avengers uh, number one. Now, this this is I told Steve it follows a long comic book tradition of talking about current events. Um, So this follows Hawkeye, uh, who is in I even wrote it down uh, (laughs) in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. And um, he comes to find out he's just. He says, he tells the local sheriff that he's just passing through and wanted to get a bite to eat, but that's bullshit. Uh, this also, this book takes place after, pretty, pretty shortly after the events of when he killed uh, Hulk, because there's people praising him for killing Hulk. Right. However, I don't read Marvel enough, so I don't know why it was good to kill Hulk. I'm assuming Hulk fucks something up. Like well, he always does. because
0: because he's, you know, the Hulk destroys shit. And he's the monster. He's the monster, right. and everybody's cool with killing off the monster. Of course.
1: Yeah. Misunderstood. Really. Of course. It's like Frankenstein. Yeah. Um so you come, he comes to find out that there is an issue or I think he already knew this, but the cop brings up the issue of contaminated water. And it was kind of slick how they brought I like the writing in this. It was kind of slick how they brought it in where he's like I just came to I just stopping through town to get a bite to eat and an ice cold glass of water, but it seems like I can't get water in glasses around here. And he <laughs> held up a water bottle. And they're like, well, the water's contaminated due to toxic. The same thing that's happening in real life, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, huh? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just here to see if I can help out, you know, stuff like that. And there's really, all the conversations are really crisp, really cool, really interesting. Um, so he ends up going. The the sheriff allows him to go to the reservation where the water is contaminated. Uh, this reserve it's called Sweet Medicine Indian Reservation. Um, The reservation actually sold – the way they made their money was they sold their water uh, to the town below Um, and it was perfect. But you had containers that were illegally dumped uh, decades ago that are now leaking and it's contaminated the water. A very poor town, of course, um, and you just see stacks of empty water bottles because now instead of selling water, they have to buy water and they're broke. Um, You also see up on the hill – that there's some mercenaries, pretty rough looking dudes looking through binoculars, looking at Hawkeye. They don't seem to know who he is because Hawkeye now doesn't wear his, they brought this up twice too. So it must've been recent. He doesn't wear a costume anymore.
0: Well, he Um, hasn't really worn a costume in a while. Um, Right. It's kind of a little more of what he would wear in the Avenger movies, which is sunglasses. Um, But yeah, he hasn't really, but even that, because of everything that happened and he's felt horrible after killing um killing the Hulk he just kind of tries to blend it now
1: right he's wearing some like like a dark colored tactical pants and then he's wearing a, a black t-shirt with his orange or a, I'm sorry purple symbol on the chest right Bl- blonde hair and um I don't think he had sunglasses. he might have and I just didn't notice um you know so they're they're looking at him they think he looks like a, you know what do they say doctors beyond borders brat or something like that like he's going to be a problem Mm -hmm. So like well don't kill him but we need to take him in you know and stuff like that and this this is one of those books where you're getting um, Hawkeye's inner monologue the entire time and it's really good information like he's saying there's three kinds of guys with machine guns Um, ones that have really good aim and kill you ones that have really bad aim and get away or ones that have really good aim but are purposely missing you because they don't want to kill you, right. and he says this This is the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he was allowed to go to the um, I forgot to say this. He was allowed to go to the uh, Indian Reservation as long as he went with the deputy. The deputy is straight up Native American. Like, he's he's got the necklace and he, he's strong and proud. He ain't playing no games. Um, and he rode in on a horse on one of these fucking Jeeps and played chicken with the Jeep, and the Jeep lost. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so anyway... Fight ensues. Of course, Hawkeye wins the fight. Um, there's a lot of little things that it would just take me forever to explain. But the book was really good. I, I was surprised because it, it's kind of a. Um, I'm not trying to undermine what's actually going on, but it's kind of one of those political, s- political satire, smart satire. Right. Um, but it really, it's really good. So if you um, are into that sort of thing, you know, maybe you should go <laughs> read it. Leave me the fuck alone about it. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: And stop putting all the pressure on us, Jesus, yeah, Jesus Christ. Can only do so much. God damn, fuck you. <laughs> Read a book for once, Jesus. Ah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, those are some interest. Those are. It, it was weird picking out like random titles because you know you would. It, it would have just been. It was weird for me to, when I when you told me those that you didn't pick a DC. I was like, oh, we didn't pick a DC title at all. like right. Okay. Um. Okay. So. My picks for this week Uh, again. No particular. They're just in chronological the three ones that I picked Uh, First one Midnighter and Apollo number two Uh, This is from DC I've always been a fan of Midnighter back when he was part of the Authority I never knew about him before until a comic shop owner was telling me about some of his favorite books and what got me was a more violent and homosexual version of Batman Apollo being a homosexual Superman it was kind of it kind of struck me as a a what-if scenario because it's always one of those latent like fan fiction kind of things but it actually you know but I quickly became a fan of the title and those characters now since they merged into the DC line I'd always kind of been wondering if they were gonna tone it down a bit so the second issue of this miniseries finds Midnighter fighting for the soul of his recently murdered boyfriend Apollo after escaping from Bendix, Midnighter escapes from the underground bunker to the street to find the lifeless body of Apollo. Midnight puts his vengeance of Apollo's death on hold with uh, Mazir and now has to restore the soul of Apollo into the body. So he searches out a mystic named Extrano, who kind of comes off as a ver- their version of Doctor Strange. But he, search- he searches the realms to find where Apollo's soul has gone. Steve Orlando takes us on a journey through the thought process of Midnighter and what a contradiction he is as a character. A man that has no qualms about killing people in various ways but the heavy burden he carries for his love to bring him back to life. The comic is structured like I have always remembered the character and a great read if you've wondered what it would be like if Batman killed and Superman was his life partner. Fernando Blanco's artwork is strong and is as chaotic as the character crazy and phonetic during the battle se- sequences, and simple and clean through the private moments. I really dug this book, and if you have never heard of this character before, read Warren Ellis' introduction of the character back in Stormwatch. That was back when it was, uh, what was it called, Wildstorm Comics? or Yeah. Yeah. So I thought this book was really cool. I Like I said, I've always kind of liked those characters. And, uh, yeah, it, it was it was really... Kind of a nice pickup to like read to go. Oh yeah, I wanted to read that because I kind of wanted to get into the Midnighter solo title, but because you know we're doing everything with everything else, it was kind of like one of those books where I just kind of left alone. Right. So my next—I've actually
1: never read Midnighter to be honest with you.
0: Like the new the, the new fifty-two one. None of them. I don't oh, know anything of, about. Oh, yeah. no. it. it's a good character. I like it. it. It very much reads like a Batman title, but he's right. but in this one. He's seldom out of his costume. Like, it's very rare for him to have, you know,
1: not... You're not be- too worried about the secret identity. Yeah.
0: Like, he's, he's not... And, and, and when he do- is out of, his, um, out of his costume, he's wearing, like, sunglasses. And so you never really <laughs> see, like, all his detail. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, so my next book is Southern Bastards. Um, this is also... This is Image. So I've always heard of this title from Image, but I never read it before. But this week, since I chose to check out, since we're randomly picking books out to read. Southern Bastards is written by Jason Aaron and artwork by Jason Latour, both Marvel guys. Especially if you've read their titles in the Marvel, it was something that piqued my interest as well. The issue picks up after the Homecoming storyline that ended it with the last issue. However, the story is really compelling even if you've never read the issue before. Coach Boss has some questions to answer after the slaughter that happened with his, um, with last week's game against uh, Wetupka. Coach knows that they took a beating, but after the death of his defense coordinator, they need to turn things around fast. Knowing that the team is going to get killed in next week's um, game, Esau suggests that he and some of the guys from the team find out where the tight end of the visiting team lives and take him out before the game on Friday. Coach is appalled by this suggestion. The coach knows that he himself is a bad guy. He even him, re- references him himself as, quote, murderer and a gangster and a whole hell of a lot of other fucking things. <laughs> but this is one line he won't cross. Friday nights for him are sacred. The subplot of the story is that the high-ranking members of the town are planning something against the coach. They even try to recruit the most disliked African-American Sheriff Hardy to join them, but he hates those people more than he hates the coach. After getting pummeled again on Friday, the coach is forced to break his one cardinal rule. The story is something you expect from Image, a very compelling story that draws you in for something outside of the superhero genre that many of these artists get their steady paychecks from. The series is really only 15 issues in, and the story is compelling enough for me to actually consider picking up the previous trades so I can get the whole story. If you've never read an issue of this comic, you should check it out. Make the decision on your own, but it is definitely a buy for me.
1: I've heard a lot about that book, and I don't really know much about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I even tried to find a Wikipedia page for that just to kind of get—couldn't find shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, really, guys? Come on.
1: <laughs> the internet. first rule of Southern bastards is you don't talk about Southern <laughs>
0: bastards. I was like really internet you're really letting me down here come on. It's like, can we, we stop it now? <laughs> exactly and my last title was a Marvel title however it was a number one the unworthy Thor back when Marvel did the event the original sin things changed for Thor not only was the watcher killed but Thor had to prove had, was proven to not be worthy and lost his most prized weapon his hammer Well, since then, Jane has taken up the hammer and has been assisting the Avengers. However, going by Odin's son now, the unworthy Thor doesn't have a whole lot going for him. The different races in the realm mock him, and he finds himself useless. He wishes to find a way to be worthy again, and beating up different races in the process. Since Thor can no longer fly through the cosmos, he has resorted to using goat power to make his way across the universe. After a humiliating battle against some trolls, Odinson is visited by the Unseen, who sees all and informs him that there is another hammer. It appears to be another hammer from a dead Thor, which is linked back to Secret Wars Thor's. He must journey back to Asgard to find it. Unfortunately, when he gets there, Asgard is missing. He runs into Beta Ray Bill, who offers his hammer to Odinson to find Asgard. Jason Aaron does a great job establishing son at this particular point in time. He defines a man that used to be great once and is trying to reconnect with his life. Like Adam and I said before the podcast, he peaked in high school and uh-huh. then he had a cool job working at, uh, you know, at like UPS, but then got fired for stealing boxes on his day off. And now works I at mean, the Circle K. I mean, it happens, K, though. You know? you know what I mean? like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right?
0: <laughs> so this sort of you know, what many people experience in their lives. And you feel bad for him, but at the same time, you know he can restore himself to prominence. The artwork of, um, of Oliver Copel is good but not great. Some of the artwork is kind of all over the place, but there are some places where it's perfect. However, the overall story is enough to keep you connected and forgive it a bit. I'm curious to see where it goes, but I will be checking out the next issue. So um
1: mm.
0: yeah. I mean I that actually I, sounds interesting. Yeah, it was kinda it was kinda cool because you're getting the whole point of the story was is is it's through well, Odin's son Odin Son's inner monologue. Like kind of the way the Occupy Avengers was with um Hawkeye. This was told through basically um son's whole inner monologue. He's very self-deprecating but he's you also know there's a lot of sense of anguish that he wishes he could be who he was now um and uh it it this i blame the marvel movies on this when i read that i was reading it as chris helmsworth like in his voice was in my head reading that reading that (laughs) those lines which was kind of funny so that's kind of where that's kind of where it took me but i liked it i actually was like Oh, I, the unworthy thor. Oh, I kind of curious to see where, you know, Odin's son had ended up after losing the hammer. And then, right. you know, it was kind of like a, oh, that's kind of interesting. I'm kind I'm of kind of like to see where this goes.
1: So. Yeah, I saw I saw that. It was I I was going to pick it and then I saw that you had it on your list. I think I'm still going to give it a read. It looks interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I actually had picked um Occupy Avengers number one but since I had picked The Unworthy Thor I didn't really want to pick another Marvel title since that's why to read for the show I'll read it on my own but uh yeah that was something I was like going, oh I gotta I'm gonna like, look I'll read
1: whatever the fuck I want <laughs> right yeah you know?
0: and also I'm gonna read Champions number two which I really like Champions number one so I'm curious to see how two works out but I guess on that note that ends the pool list so Now we head on into the highlight of the show, or personal highlight anyway, the douchebags of the week, (laughs) because these are always fun. (laughs) All right, so my douchebag of the week comes again from the Huffington Post. (laughs) Um, I titled this Wired for a Good Time. (laughs) So police in Boynton Beach, Florida arrested a man on Halloween who was allegedly driving his car completely naked. Well, naked except for the electrical wires protruding from his penis, according to WPBB or BF. A witness called police Monday night after he saw the allegedly naked man driving a Toyota slowly through a neighborhood. The suspect, later identified as 56-year-old Kurt Jenkins, allegedly drove by the witness and gestured at his own groin area. The witness told police he saw the electronic device with wires attached to Jenkins' penis according to local 10 news jenkins allegedly asked the man to get in the car the man declined but took a photo of jenkins all wired up the witness also said he saw jenkins driving through the neighborhood several times reportedly slowly as children walked by according to cbs 12. police said that they stopped jenkins's car he exited wearing only a pair of red shorts according to the palm beach post Jenkins refused to get on the ground, so one officer took him down by grabbing his wrist and utilizing what was described in the police report as a straight arm bar takedown, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, which means that guy did that guy went down like a fucking wet rag. <laughs> he, wow. He suffered facial injuries as a result. Officers brought the victim to the scene and positively ID'd Jenkins as the person who exposed himself. Not sure if he. Um, ID'd him by a face or by his by his dick Um, he also showed the photo he took of Jenkins completely naked except for the electronic device attached to his penis the exact details of the electronic device allegedly on Jenkins' junk were not included in the police report Jenkins was booked on charges of lewd and lascivious exhibition indecent exposure of sexual organs and resisting a law enforcement officer jail record show Jenkins is currently in Palm Beach County jail on $6,000 bond I mean seriously are you that bored <laughs> you know and also I mean if you can't come up with a costume I mean what
1: what are you wired up for he's he's <laughs> fucked up in that picture too I know <laughs> you see that he got his ass kicked
0: totally <laughs> did you know they kind of got a couple of rounds in there too when they took him down
1: Wow. I don't fucking blame him either. Oh shit!
0: My foot went right into his head. Oh man, so did uh, mine. Fuck! I hate when you know I have these muscle spasms where my foot just kicks somebody in the. Well, rims. no, this is
1: this is in Florida, so all that uh, all that flood damage, everything's so slippery. Yeah, you I know, mean, and you just you just
0: slip, and then your foot ends up oops. in a guy's chest. Yeah, it's like oh fuck.
1: It's like I parked 20 feet away from him, slipped, kicked him right in the fucking eye. <laughs> what? It's so weird how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have an international Story now this <laughs> This is also from the Huffington Post Now this isn't this she isn't really a douchebag But I couldn't pass On
0: this <laughs> I, I saw I the really, story Earlier I just couldn't
1: too. pass on Um a woman who went Into a Tokyo hospital for surgery Needed to be treated for burns after One of her farts apparently Started a fire in the operating room
0: And hey, that's what um, happens when you eat del taco Man <laughs> <laughs> you
1: better <relax>. Um <laughs> The fire, happened, the fire happened April 15th oh, Tito's tacos. <laughs> at the Tokyo <laughs> Medical University Hospital <laughs> when a doctor was using a laser on her cervix, on the cervix of a woman in her 30s. I don't know why that's important. Mm-hmm. According to the Asia Simbun newspaper, uh, doctors believed the patient passed gas that was then ignited by the laser. The resulting fire burned most of the patient's body, waist, and legs, according to a news.com.au. According to a report after the incident, no flammable material uh, were in the operating room during the surgery, and that equipment was functioning normally, according to the report. When the patient's intestinal gas leaked into the space of the operating room, it ignited with the radiation of the laser and the burning spread eventually reaching the surgical drape and causing the fire. But there's something about this story that doesn't quite pass the smell test. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. Really, guys?
1: According, <laughs> according to L.A.-based surgeon Dr. Michael uh, Z- Z- Zeta, Zeta or something like that, I perform a lot of colore- colorectal, Col- colorectal and anal surgeries, and this has never happened. It would take more than the usual amount of methane in the colon to cause such severe injury, he told the Huffington Post. Zeta said the methane gas that is released during a fart could be ignited when heat sources such as la- such as laser and elect electro coagulation are used in the in the. I sometimes I feel like they make up words. <laughs> Still, he's skeptical. All instances that I have heard heard of have involved cases of bowel obstruction where there is a buildup of methane gas. I doubt that this was the only factor in the story he said, and that's the end of it. Um, (laughs) Now I will agree. It was a little less funny when we found out her whole body was burned. Um, I think I missed that part, but still
0: (laughs) it's like, I mean, aren't you not supposed to eat? like 24 hours before surgery. And not only
1: that, we have an LA based surgeon who's creating a conspiracy now. Right. Well, what really caused the fire? You know, like what? The yeah, fuck? pretty soon it's going to be, you're going
0: to, tomorrow we're going to start seeing a fucking election. Uh, things Hillary Clinton did this and in Japan, it affects Japan where a woman's heart right. started a fire. Vote Trump. You know, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I don't even, oh man. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, that could happen. You eat del taco a little too much. Yeah, you know, something like that could happen. But, I mean, it, to me, it just sounds like, you know, somebody fucked up and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, she uh, farted and that started the fire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> was, anything can happen in the surgery room, you know that kind of shit.
0: You know what also what uh, strikes me as kind of funny is the fact that you know there's some asshole that's going to try that now. It's like, a, oh, well, it's a laser, so if we just get a laser and I far, we could start a fire because you knows. Yeah, completely asshole.
1: skipping over the burn <laughs> most of her body part.
0: You guys, should, you know, because it's a drunk thing.
1: It's a Hold drunk. My thing. beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know you have to. Okay, you guys have the fucking fire extinguisher so if the fire starts you just hit me with the with the uh, fire extinguisher and we'll be cool right
1: yeah right. yeah cool that's choking him to death
0: right
1: but but he won't you know, die whatever. he won't die of a burn no exactly <laughs> better way to die achievement locked. <laughs> achievement, <laughs>
0: <urge>. achievement unlocked achievement <laughs> unlocked oh my god uh, all right so that is it for this week's show. Uh, again, we want your comments um, on the show. What did you think about the uh, the different way we did the pull list? Uh, and then, again, just anything beyond that. You know, your thoughts, requests. Just say hi. You know, tell us how sexy we sound and that you listen to us nightly with candles. Right. You know, because, right. I mean, we know you do that anyway, so it's just, you know... Oh, baby. <laughs> we hear you say Momo. <laughs> Momo. <Mama. laughs> and again, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, Google, Plus, Instagram, and even Snapchat, or you can just drop us a line at our mailbag, thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. Uh, you can find me on the internet, on Twitter, at a middle age geek, Instagram, middle age underscore geek, or check out my
1: blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And I'm over on Twitter. At Sapien T L G. And I'm gonna say the next bit too, because I'm feeling froggy today. You understand? <laughs> uh be sure to tune in on Friday for the our new uh, episode of the away team. Uh, we'll always have
0: Paris. Or as we subtitled it, Momo. Momo.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll actually understand the Momo a little bit. If <laughs> right. you yeah. Kind of a running joke on that podcast.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, we always when we find those little chords, you know, we always stick with those for a little bit. Right. Uh so that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out.